welcome to the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. I'm Amy Cruz, the founder of Mom, and today we have on Lauren Fernandez. She is the author of Talk Back Barbie, the secret service edition and a mom. How are you, Lauren? I'm good. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so excited to talk to you. Do you have your book in front of you? Oh, I do. I do. So this is Talk Back Barbie, the Secret Service. Okay, so tell us about the I have it all marked. How did you come up with Talk Back Barbie? So it's so funny because everyone thinks that the title, you know, I just came up with this great title. But in reality, it was just my nickname in the Secret Service. That is literally what they called me in the Secret Service. So when I was going through training, um, there was a big incident, and that's in the book. It's about in the middle of the book. And it talks about how I got the nickname Talkback Barbie. And um, I basically questioned authority. It was a military environment. And so a lot of people, you know, it's all yes, sir, no, sir. Um, and I was not good at that. I could not just answer questions with a yes or a no. I questioned things if I didn't feel like they were right. And so that, so the technician who I questioned, who did not like me, um, he had it out for me from the day I began. I mean, is it is and, that kind of like um, a, like sexual harassment? I mean, I know I shouldn't even use those words, but like, <laughs> like I mean, like they literally called you that at work, like all the time, like many people. So, so it, yes, I think so. When I talk to women about the book and why I feel like it's so powerful for women, is because there is a lot of discrimination in the book. Uh, this technician had it out for me from the beginning uh, when I walked into training. He and it's a saw fan. me in my Bermuda. A, a man. Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's a male dominated. I mean, I had okay. one other female in my training session with me, and then there were very few other women um, in any of the federal training programs that we went through. So wow. it, I, mean, I, just, I want to read this book now. I mean, wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just first of all, I've always admired anyone in the service, but especially women. Um, I can imagine there's a lot of unique circumstances you find yourself in as a, as a, as a, as a nice looking, smart woman, um, in a male dominated role. I mean, um, so tell me more. I mean, so, I mean, I don't want you to give your whole book away, but so basically the name came to someone that was had it out for you, gave you this nickname that kind of caught on. (laughs) Like, did other people start calling you that talk back Barbie? Yeah. Yeah. So my classmates, who were like a mile up the road at another scenario that they were playing out, heard him screaming at me. Uh, and after that, they literally called me Talk Back Barbie because they could not believe I questioned him. And I asked this question and I was standing up for myself and I, and um, they just could not believe it. Do you still and work so there? It was the team, my team. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't. No, it was, so it was my team who and my class who called me Talkback Barbie, the technician didn't, he never acknowledged me as Talkback Barbie. He just acknowledged me as a problem. <laughs> Does he know about the book? No, and I tried to reach out to some people at the Secret Service um, who know him personally, and they said that he has either retired or left, so he's not there anymore, because I was actually going to mail him a free copy of the book, because oh uh, it's mostly about him oh and, and the challenges he put me through. Um, so do you, you know, do you, do you hold thing, a resentment toward him or now have you come to this, like, wow, he actually helped me or like. No resentment at all. Actually, 
um, if you do read the book, you'll find out that his attitude towards me actually empowered me. Mm -hmm. So I'm the type of person that the minute you tell me I can't do something, the minute you start cutting me down, the minute you start discriminating against me, I am going to prove you wrong. Like I am not going to let that define me. And so that is exactly what he did for me. So instead of him thinking that he's going to discourage me and he's going to make me just go cry in my bedroom and just go and just pal and quit, he actually empowered me and made me stronger. And so that's why I just feel like the book is just so great for other women and just people in general, even men. It just shows them like maybe how to handle women in a male dominated environment, but also encourages women how we can move on and how we can get through things regardless of discrimination, how we can just be strong um, and just in, empowered in, within ourselves. And like, what, what were you called want. like bossy as a child? Isn't that what they called us, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. I was bossy. I was adamant. My dad said I was extremely strong. stubborn. Yeah. I never gave in. Strong will. That was me. And yeah. oh, super strong will. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and I look at things now and I see that it actually has made it so easy for me now when I'm an adult, to how I can handle things so much better. Um, so I just going through all this and that's why I wrote the book is because I feel like I was at the age where I started to realize that I could actually encourage other women who are going through the same things I went through with my experiences. But I also wanted people to be able to laugh with me. Well, that was so, the biggest okay, so, thing. Because I, mean, when they I, read I book, mean, I'm definitely yeah. going to, I'm going to read this because now I want to know what this incident was that like you questioned <laughs> and like, I want to know everything, but I guess I'm just going to have to get this book because I have so many more questions to ask you. So how old are your kids? So I have one son. Um, he is eight years old. And he's in second grade. Yeah. Um, and was the Secret Service your first job out of college? Mm -hmm. So I applied for the Secret Service nine months before I graduated college because the application process takes so long. Uh, and I knew that's what I wanted to go to because it was a gateway into the FBI. So I wanted to ultimately be an FBI agent and work for the Violent Crimes Unit was my goal. My wow. dream since I was 10 years Whoa. old. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> And I was too young and I was too inexperienced, so I could not uh, work for the FBI. So I had to look into companies, federal law enforcement companies that hired people right out of college. The Secret Service and the NSA, the National Security Agency, were the two companies that hire people straight out of college. And so I applied to both of those companies. Okay. And so how many women apply to the Secret Service? Is it just really low? Is that why they're so like... Well, I mean, I would imagine just equal numbers applying. Like, what am I missing? Way more men apply. It's very few women apply. I don't know the numbers. I have no idea what, do you know, about the what numbers. Do you think the reason I is do that, know that. What reason is that? I think it's very, the application process is intimidating. Uh, you have like a stack of papers this thick that you have to fill out through, and it, I'm talking your whole entire life, everywhere you've lived neighbors, um, just everything, everywhere you've traveled, if it's been outside the, the country, it is a big application process. Then you have to go through testing, and then you have to go through a polygraph and situational awareness testing as well. So you have to make it through all this first. So yes, there are women going through this, but if you fail any of this, you are rejected. But I just think that it's because of the training 
So when you, we had to go through six months of intensive federal law enforcement training. And we had to graduate both FLETC, which is the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Glencoe, Georgia, and JJRTC, which is the James J. Raleigh um, Training Center up in Maryland. We had, to tra- we had to graduate from both of those before we were actually a Secret Service officer. So and doing that, I think it, eliminate, it, it eliminates a lot of people. It's a lot of physical um, like restrictions. I mean, push-ups, pull-ups, uh, running, shooting. There's just so oh, much. Oh, wow. Like involved. you have to be able to do like super like fit, fitness types of things to qualify? Yes. That's, so, that's okay, correct. Yeah, As a woman, that you would definitely it. disqualify people. Mm-hmm. So like you knew that you lost everything, I guess. So that's why you have yeah. a, like, okay. So a secret service is one of the leaders in the FBI. What'd you say the other one called? Uh, NSA, the National Security Agency. So that's why I okay. applied. I, I was going through the same application process with NSA and secret service at the same time. And, and the incident you talk about in your book was during training or while you were officially in the Secret Service? So during training uh, was the incident when I got the nickname Talkback Barbie. But it's really funny because there is a history of me being called a Barbie name. And it was when I was interning with the Gwinnett County Police Department. And they are here in Georgia. And they're over in uh, the Lawrenceville area, well, the Gwinnett area. And they... When I was interning there, I did an internship with them and I did an internship with Gwinnett County District Attorney's Office when I was in college. And when I walked in, they started nicknaming me Malibu Barbie. You know, you uh, remind me of right Barbie. now. You remind me of Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> I don't know why. I just got like some weird, like, I don't I know, Julia Roberts, like, or whoever. Is that who played her? I don't even know. Okay. Wow. So, I love okay, it. So yeah, how many, I, think, I think it was. Wait, so how many, did you stay there through having your baby? No. So, um, so I worked only for the Secret Service for a year and a half. And the reason being is because I discovered that the lifestyle, I was newly married. I got married when I was working at the White House in the Secret Service. Uh, and I just discovered the, the shift work. I was tired. I was never with my family for holidays. It was really difficult and it wasn't easy to be able to maintain I, that, uh, especially a new marriage. It was, it was very hard. And wow, I what just, a story. I so, okay, so you were there for a year and a half and how, and how many years after you left, did you start writing the book? I just wrote it a year and a half. Well, a little over a year ago. How many yeah. years were you out? So it's you been. So I got out in 2006. So what is that? If we can do the math, um, 2006, that's four years, 10. Yeah. So you're looking at, what is that? 15 years? <laughs> no, wait, you're kidding, it's been right? 15 years. It's been 15 no. years that you, since you experienced this whole thing and you wrote the book. Wow. I love that. And it, you can like remember it is yesterday. It, is that fresh for you? Well, 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 I didn't think it was, but when I started writing, I discovered that these stories just flowed out of me. Like I thought I didn't remember anything. And then everything just started pouring out. And if I did my math right, I mean, is it 2006 to now? I think that's about 15 years. I mean, yeah, hey, anywhere, anywhere over 10 years is incredible. 
Um, wow. Yeah. So it just, it just started pouring out. No, never. I, it, it never occurred to me. I, it was never in my bucket list. Um, my dad is the one who really inspired me and encouraged me to write a book. He kept telling me, he told me like probably eight years ago, he was like, you have a really diverse resume. He's like, you need to write a book. He goes, you have so many stories, such a cool experience. You're not a typical secret service officer. He's like, you need to write a book. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. I can't write. I'm not going to be a writer. That, did that's you impossible. get help or did you just sit one day with your computer and your notebook? How long did it take to get it done? So it took over a year. Um, I was down in Florida, in Naples, Florida with my family. My parents had a condo at the time down there. And I just was like, I'm going to write a book. And I started writing and I didn't stop. So I mean, I'm talking just paragraphs. Like it was not a, in a book. So, like how like, you got it done it was, in like a week? Like it just came out of you? Like how? No, Okay. no, no, no. It took uh, over a year. So I wrote and I wrote and then I took, took it apart and I put it into chapters and I formatted it and I rewrote and re-edited. Um, I worked with my sister. She helped me with it because she was in the news. So she's very mm -hmm. good at writing. She knew like short, concise sentences. And I, wow. I'm a talker. So I just like, my sentences were like run on sentences. Okay. And I'm just trying to put all this together. Um, so my family edited it for me and then I knew it needed more. So I hired a professional editor and he came in and he edited and then I got his edits back and I was like, yeah, that just doesn't sound like me. And I re-edited his edit because it wasn't good enough for me. And I was so like, no, I have to make this sound like me. This one? So I self-published. Um, I would love to go through a publisher, but I have talked to so many people, people who have published multiple books, people who have published just one book, people who have done K the Amazon KDP program. I've talked to everybody. I, I would love to get picked up by a publisher and I've, I've talked to agents and stuff like that, but it seems like, you know, there's so much, they get so many, so much of the, um, I lose the rights to my book. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the right I mean, path for yeah. me. But do you, so do you, you do but see yourself I, writing more books then? I, I was one and done, but now after all the podcasts like that I've done and all the reviews I've gotten. <laughs> I'm not going to have any more kids, but another book is definitely in my foreseeable future. It, it, there's no doubt because after all the stuff, I've just done so many radio shows and podcasts lately. And that's what everyone's asking, especially people who've read the book. They're like, when it ends, they're like, I need more. And I was yeah, like, okay. Yeah, it sounds so um, good. Okay, I so don't know. what have you, do? I don't know if you talked about this, but what have you been doing? What did you do from like leaving the secret service all the way till 15 years later, writing the book? Like, what did you do in that 10 years? Oh, so that's, again, diverse resume. So what's great about the book is it actually has exactly what I did right after the Secret Service. Okay. So I worked for a law firm for a very short period of time. Um, and then I went and used my security clearance. So I had a top secret SCI poly, um, polygraph uh, clearance. And so I went and worked for a government consulting firm. And the stories about those companies are in the book as well, because again, my mouth got me in trouble while I was working for these companies. And I actually got the discrimination on a completely opposite side. The women discriminated against me on the, at the law firm. And so when I was working there, that's why I literally only worked there for a few months. 
And so that story is in the book as well, because I felt like it had so much impact on my life. And it showed that like discrimination is on both sides of the, of the fence, but it's how you handle yourself and how you grow through that. And it's a learning process. For me, well, yeah. I never felt, I was obviously defeated at the time, but when I learned and I grew through it, I, it empowered me the older I got. So as much as I would, it discourages you at the time, if you don't let it bring you down, it has so much beneficial impact on you, actually. Well, so, like, you're That's talking about discrimination. Um, and mm-hmm. so, is your point of view, like, it's a growth experience? I mean, don't people, like, sue for that kind of stuff? Like, isn't that the society we live in now? This, like, litigious, like... Yes. Yes. And it is, and I, I'm not that type of person. That's not, I'm never going to be that type of person. Okay, cool. Like, so for there me, are still people that are like, no, that's not the way I would feel right. Like, it's not the right way to go. Oh, oh, I'm sure if I had gotten a little attorney or something, I probably could have sued or done some, found some type of discrimination lawsuit. I mean, it, it was discrimination, but, but again, like I told you earlier, the discrimination for me doesn't affect me. I'm going to be like, I'm going to sue this company. Me, it's I'm going to fight and I'm going to stand up for myself and I'm going to prove that I'm strong and that I can keep moving on and I can keep getting jobs and I can keep being the person that I am. It makes me stronger instead of bringing me to a a level where I just want to like throw it in their face or I just want to like, you know, bring down the company or something. You should be all accountable for discrimination. I felt like it was on such a, like, I felt like it was on a light level in the sense of I think it was a personal discrimination more than anything I I was very I was very young um I think I was when I was with, when I was in the secret service I was 23 yeah uh at the law firm I think I was about 24 yeah. I was very young very inexperienced so I didn't know how to handle that at the time either but mm-hmm. older I feel like you probably know how to handle yourself a little better mm-hmm. I didn't know how to handle that um but it did form me into me today yeah which I am extremely beneficial for what I went through, which is crazy to say that. No, I get it. It I actually totally made me they say like your pain like better. Build your journey or something like um so no I, no that's exactly exactly right. These stories you talk about um I I just I assume like you don't have to sign like an NDA when you work for these like government organizations. <laughs> so I have not and that actually is a great question because I've been asked that multiple times. So the secret to me writing this book, because a lot of people try, when they leave the secret service, they try to write books and they try to write books because, you know, they have all these cool stories. They've been next to the president of the United States. You know, they maybe got to shoot somebody who knows what it is, but it's these crazy stories and it's fun. So for me, uh, my book is a nonfiction humor book. It is based on a true story, but I've added fictional information into the book so for your enjoyment, for the reader's enjoyment. So it is based on my life and it is based on my experiences and it is, it is real, but it is definitely edited a little bit for the reader's enjoyment. Now, me saying that, you don't, you're not, when you're reading it, you're not going to know it's true and you're not going to know it's false and fake. So I love that aspect because when I went to a, so a book club read my book and then they had me be the author to talk. Um, and they ask me a bunch of questions about the book. And those are just some of the best questions that the book clubs are asking. They're like, so I have a question. Did this really happen? Is this true? So 
so they're asking me the true fault. And I, you know, of course I'll tell them and we talk about that in the book club setting. Uh, so that's kind of my NDA cover, mm-hmm. my legalese, I guess you say for the book is that it is based on a true story. So you don't know what's true and false. Um, so there, and, and I made sure that everything that I Googled was on the internet. So, that so, it like, was, like, so are, um, you, even, are you allowed already. to go, like when you leave these federal programs, like, are you allowed to talk about your experience? Like it's not against the law, right? No, no, no. Yeah, you totally can. Like, I can say I worked for the CIA. Yeah. Now, as far as what what you do after that, you can't, I can't talk about a, a case or a any type of cable that I worked on that had confidential, secret, top secret information on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, I can sense. talk about. You can talk me, about the public Yeah, I worked at the, the CIA headquarters. Mm-hmm. So, correct, correct. So I'm talking in a very broad spectrum when I speak in the book. Yeah. So, okay, so when was the last time you had like a quote unquote like real job? Like, I mean, now you're an author. Like now you're like <laughs> an author. So you don't have another job, do you? So I work, I do. I work part-time. Okay. I work part-time for a company called JRL Cole and it's an energy company. And it actually is a family owned company. So my dad, my uncle and some other investors um, own this company. I just am an executive assistant. So I do that part-time so that I can be a mom to my son as well. Uh, and I take care of animals in my spare time. I love to dog sit. I have three, three dogs and a cat of my own. So I, I dog sit. So actually when I left, before we moved down to back down to Georgia, um, when I left the consulting world, I actually was a dog walker and I took care of dogs in my condo uh, until I moved down here to Georgia. And then got this part-time job with uh, JRL Cole, the energy company that I worked That's for. So yeah. funny. Yeah. So I'm always so working. Funny. Yeah. I'm always networking. I'm always working. You, I feel like I always have a job, no matter do what. Do you miss anything about <laughs> consulting? So consulting, uh, the money. Yeah, I miss the I money. The money was yeah. amazing in consulting. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that was great. But like my book says, the money was holding me there. It was not a good fit for me either. It was, I, get it. I am a very, if you can't, if you can't tell, I'm a very social person. Yeah. I am a bubble, bubbly personality type of person. I need to be around people all the time. Yeah. Um, and consulting was behind a computer all the time. And I, oh, I kept telling my, my, yeah, I kept telling them, I was like, listen, the next project, can I please work with people? Can I please work Wait, with that's people? Wait, that's like a different sure, type sure. of consulting than I'm used to. A lot of my consulting work was definitely people-oriented. So it was government consulting. So, And because of my top secret clearance, it dealt with a lot of computer work with a lot of cables, which are cables are like, they're top secret documents that are, they can be secret, they can be unclassified, but they're documents coming from all different types of um federal organizations, FBI, CIA, Department of State. There are cables that are coming in and we have to like go through them and decipher them and, you know, work them out and all that stuff. So Just like there's a lot of, yes, I can picture it. Okay. Yes. So you're sitting behind a computer and it was just, I, I would do my work and then I'd be like, I gotta be around people. So again, I don't miss it because I feel like what I'm doing now with my book is something that I've, I never wanted to do. It was never a dream of mine, but it's like, it's fulfilling all the stuff I wanted to ever do. 
people. I'm talking to people. I'm networking all the time. It totally I'm going makes to book sense. signings. No, I'm I, going to... I just kind of got the chills. Yeah. Like that makes total sense. Like it's your, it's, it's like you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards and you had to yeah. do all that to get to this level of, yeah, it's amazing. Cool. No, okay. that's exactly. So I feel like the book has brought me to a great place in my life. Yeah. Talk Back Barbie, the secret service edition. Buy it on Amazon. So you can buy it on Amazon. So right now the Kindle is, is available on Amazon. Uh, the paperback is available available on my website. Okay. So it's talkbackbarbie.com cool. is the website. And I'm I'm hoping to get the paperback on Amazon as well. I just have to figure out how to edit the cover correctly to get them to approve it. So there's all these, they keep oh, rejecting really? it. They're like, it doesn't fit into my standard. When, when did it, when did it, it become fit available? This, when did it officially become available on Kindle? End, end of January. So about okay. probably February 1st into January was when it I published the book. And right now uh, I'm, I'm pretty much mailing out the paperbacks right now from my house. And I'm just marketing I'm so it and doing everything. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Thank really you cool. so much. It's it's been a long road, a stressful road, um, but a learning road. I mean, it is a learning curve every turn I take. I mean, so, I am okay, learning what's something your, different. Like, final, okay. like, I mean, what are your final three pieces of uh, final three pieces of advice um, for anyone who has a story they might want to tell, and also just kind of being a, a mom, you know, with energy and ambition. You know what I say, what I tell everybody, go for your dreams. Okay. And my dream was to be an FBI agent. My dream changed and that's okay. Like go with the flow and go with what's fitting in your life at the time. I wanted to be FBI agent, but I also knew I always wanted to be a mom and a mother. But once you are a mother, you realize your priority is my child. And I knew that a career was never going to take precedence over me being a mom to my child. But I still do have that passion of discovering and learning and constantly fighting for what I want. But I discovered that by being an author. I discovered that I am fighting for what I want. I'm yeah. promoting it constantly. Yeah. I'm advertising it. I'm doing all this stuff. Oh, yeah. um, but it totally, so my dream changed. But that doesn't mean I, my dreams failed. It just means they took a different path. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. Go for your dreams. They might change, but you can still achieve your dreams. I love it. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. We will oh, thank you so much for having me. I, and like, whenever so you finish your second you. book, I want to do this again because it's so cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order a copy. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. For more, please visit www.mamthematernity.com.